The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We have two guests today who are going to be talking with us about a big entrepreneurial event that's coming up on November the 10th, and one of the entrepreneurs who's going to be honored at that event. It's the UMKC Entrepreneur of the Year Awards that will be held on November the 10th. So we have here today Dr. Jeff Hornsby and Gary Fish. Gary is going to be honored for his entrepreneurial work. Let me tell you a little bit about both of them. Dr. Hornsby's authored or co-authored 68 refereed journal articles, and they've appeared in some of the top journals in entrepreneurship and management. He's also co-authored five books on entrepreneurship and small business, and he's currently on the board of the Global Consortium of Entrepreneurship Centers and the United States Association of Small Business and Entrepreneurship. And then Gary... The honoree, Gary Fish, is a serial entrepreneur. I'm sure many of you know him. He's also an investor, and he has a diverse amount of business interests. He currently serves as CEO of his latest venture, Fish Tech Labs, and that's a company he founded in 2015. But for those of you who know him since about 1996, he's founded, acquired, and sold more than a dozen technology firms. Throughout his career, he's been recognized many times for his achievements, and we're happy to have him here today to talk about his upcoming honor. Welcome to the show today, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. So let's start with you, Dr. Hornsby. Tell us about this event that's coming up on November the 10th. It's a great event. It's an event that uh, we've had at UMKC for a number of years now, and it's kind of the epitome of what we do in entrepreneurship, celebrating entrepreneurship at all levels. Uh, we recognize an international entrepreneur, uh, a regional entrepreneur, a social entrepreneur, and a student entrepreneur. And we are just uh, so proud because it kind of culminates everything we do in our Entrepreneurship Institute, the Rainier Institute, in terms of getting to students and people in the community with their early stage ideas and helping them bring those forward to eventual launch. Mm-hmm. And you have honored a, a number of who's who in Kansas City over the years. I forget the exact number of years, but it's like 20-some years you've been doing this now. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I believe it was... 25 years, but I'd have right. to double check. Yeah, it, it's, it's a lot of years. And so that's going to be on Thursday, November the 10th, and it's going to be at the uh, Great Hall at the Kansas City Convention Center. Yes, it's a uh, great location. Um, we've been at the Convention Center for a number of years now. Uh, the neat thing is, is we have a showcase before the actual mm-hmm. dinner. And in the showcase, we get to showcase all our entrepreneurship scholars. They, that's one of our premier programs uh, where they go through a, at least a two-stage program, working, taking their idea to business plan and business plan to launch. And then we bring them all out to showcase current e-scholars and recent graduates. And they basically give a pitch to the to everybody walking around in the showcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... That's kind of, uh, you know, like the proud parent showing off their babies 
in terms of uh, right. what we really do. Everybody talks about how you need money in order to start a business, but the exposure is also vital. So giving them this platform to do that is incredible. Well, money is important, but of course it is. <laughs> the idea and execution are just as important or sometimes even more important mm-hmm. in the early stage. Uh, at some point, though, you do need money for for uh, prototype development and testing and, and, and all those things uh, and, and launching the venture. But uh, in the early stage, uh, the idea, execution, mentoring, mm-hmm. and those are the things we try to bring to the table. Absolutely. So why are we honoring Gary tonight? Obviously, he has a, a resume, an entrepreneurial resume that is incredible going back a couple of decades or so, more than that. But it's uh, – uh, a great event, and you're going to be celebrating great people. Uh, Gary's on the list. Well, we take a spe- uh, special pride of our Regional Entrepreneur of the Year because that mm-hmm. does represent the greater Kansas City area. Yes. And this year, every year, we kind of call together and get nominations. And pe- uh, several people on our advisory council uh, were almost adamant that Gary get the award based on his serial entrepreneurship, yes. his success, uh, his work in the Kansas City area. Uh, so it, it wasn't a hard choice at all once the nominations came forward. Sure. Well, Gary, uh, congratulations. Regional Entrepreneur of the Year. That's incredible. Well, thank you. I'm honored. Now, t- talk to us. Go back to the 90s when you started thinking about some of these ventures. What was going on in your head at the time? What kind of opportunities did you see? Just take us back there about how all this got started. Yeah, so I was a, uh, I was a computer guy. I don't know that I even knew what entrepreneurship was back then. But I had the um, I had the ability to be technical, but also be personable. So, mm-hmm. so a lot of folks would uh, tell me, "Hey, you're really good at this computer stuff. Maybe you should go start a business." And I didn't know really what that meant. But um, I was working at uh, J. Dunn Construction at mm-hmm. the time, and uh, I was uh, I had I was making 50k a year. I had insurance. <laughs> everything was going great. And I decided to strike out and start my own company. And what what inspired you as far as uh, the way that the, the path of that company? I mean, your offerings and and all of that. How did you focus on what you were going to do? So early on, I just started a computer company, and and I quickly realized that security on the internet was going to be a problem. Yeah. You were ahead of your time there. That's right. Yeah, and that's, that's what I was hoping you would get out because at that time, if people remember back, there were a lot of people starting computer companies, but yours was different because you saw the security issue coming. Yeah, you know, I, I started out very broadly, and then I decided I should focus on something, and security mm-hmm. was the focus. And people always ask, you know, what was the single most uh, thing you did that um, made your company successful? And I say focus. Mm-hmm. And and that's what so many entrepreneurs lose. You know, there's so many different uh, opportunities that come their way, but it's so hard to stay focused. And that that helped you through um, to become the the great company that Fishnet was. Mm-hmm. And then you sold that successfully. Right. And you couldn't sit still, though, right? I couldn't. And and you know, while I had Fishnet, I had another company called Firemon, and mm-hmm. that was a software uh, security company. And um, we we sold that too, and about the time uh, Fishnet was finally selling, over the course of the years with Fishnet, I had taken on many rounds of private equity financing, and wasn't necessarily to grow the company; it was to cash out shareholders. And because Fishnet was a great cash flow company, and uh, we'd grown that to about 800 million, mm-hmm. and sold that to Blackstone. Ultimately, I thought I was going to go work with Firemon, and 
around that time, uh, someone came and said, hey, I really like what you're doing with Firemon, and we want to buy it. And so we went down that path. That one didn't work out, but I ran a process and ultimately ended up selling Firemon as well. So I thought, well, you know, since I don't have a company to work at, I may as well take some time off and, and really find out if it's something I want to do again. Mm-hmm. And and so you had the birth of Fish Tech Labs. I did. You know, I took, um, we have a home in the mountains, and so we, we spent the uh, winter there and the summer there, and, and I thought uh, I would take a year off. And, mm-hmm. and about eight months in, you know, <laughs> I started getting antsy, and, and my wife said, you need to go do something. So I started drawing things out on a napkin and logos and such, and, and really trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. And it was a decision of, do I do more of the same thing that I did mm-hmm. in the past or do I do something different? And, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, do what you know. Right. And so I decided that um, cybersecurity w- had been my my life, you know, for a couple of decades. And so, uh, as we know, cybersecurity is, is very prevalent today and it's not going away. And so I decided to do something in cybersecurity again. But what I wanted to do is be different build a different company and build a great culture. So I came up with the idea with uh, Fish Tech Labs, we now call it just Fish Tech, mm-hmm. um, to, to build security around the cloud. And so the security we did at FishNet was really becoming legacy security, right. if you can imagine that. Um, and so there's this new wave of security, this new um, cloud thing that's out there that everybody's talking about. And the security that's required for the cloud is much different mm-hmm. than the security that's required for your network. And so I had this idea to, to build a company around that. But I also wanted to build something different. Uh, many of my employees had been through both sales with me at Fishnet mm-hmm. and, and Firemon. And when you sell a company, unfortunately, sometimes the culture changes. Absolutely. And because the buyers are then in it for the money. And when the founder's gone, a company will typically change. And so I wanted to build something so that the employees understood that I wasn't building this to sell it. And I wanted to build something to, to build a lasting legacy in Kansas City. So I came up with this, what I think, unique business model. I was already investing in other uh, technology companies. So I decided to start doing those investments through the new mm-hmm. company, FishTech. Sure. With the idea of, uh, I created a, an option plan that was about half the company for the employees. Wow. And so the idea is that I invest my money through mm-hmm. FishTech in technologies that we can help take to market in the cloud security space. So as we take those companies to market and they exit uh, or go public or whatever, mm-hmm. um, then I share the upside with all the employees. Right, right. What a great incentive. Yeah, so the idea was how can I build a company with a stock option plan because in tech everybody likes stock options. Yeah. But build it and be able to tell the employees, hey, we're not for sale. Mm-hmm. We're not building this to sell it. We want to build it to to build a, a lasting legacy. Uh, We want to build a great culture. We want to build a place where people really want to go to work. Absolutely. Now, you locate, you've got a wonderful facility, a wonderful uh, campus, I guess you could call it. It's out in Martin City. Why Mm -hmm. Martin City? You know, um, when I 
uh, started Fishnet, we ultimately ended up in the crossroads in mm-hmm. downtown Kansas City. And we were one of the first businesses to go into the crossroads. And we were there early, and I bought a building down there back in uh, 2002. And so we built our business there in the crossroads, and we really felt like we made a difference in the community. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just about the business we were building. It was about the neighborhood, and, you know, we helped spruce up the neighborhood. We we took an old dilapidated building and, and refurbished it. We did landscaping. So we really felt like we were part of that community, not just downtown Kansas mm-hmm. City, but also the crossroads. Right. So when I looked at Martin City, um, besides being close to my house, and, and I had already owned some property there, uh, I really felt like as a company we could make a difference in Martin City. And so I'd been eyeing a piece of land uh, that an old Commerce Bank building was on. Mm-hmm. And so... I ultimately acquired the land and then began working with a local architectural firm to design a really cool high-tech building. And so I'm happy to say the you know the building's up. It's looking great. Uh, it's not quite finished yet. Uh, it'll be finished in February. We'll move in mm-hmm. sometime late February, early March. But what I can tell you is we've already, I, I believe we've already made a difference in Martin City. Um, we've raised the level of noise for Martin City. Definitely. Um, there's talk of Martin City maybe being a tech hub, and yes. mm-hmm. you know, um, there's. Uh, but besides us, there's a lot going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really neat to see. They've redone the main roads there through Martin City. There's a lot of really cool pubs and restaurants yes. and things there. So, you know, selfishly, it's also a great place to have a company because most of our employees enjoy uh, staying close to the office, being able to walk, uh, to go have lunch, and Martin City provides that for us. Yeah, it's a great place. I I grew up near there myself, and I'm so happy to see the the revitalization that's occurring there. And so you're a trailblazer, not just with industries, but with uh, bringing back parts of the city. Uh, So uh, in more ways than one here. We have so much in Kansas City going on right now. I mean, we're hitting all the nationalists in a positive way, and uh, people like you are responsible for that. What's your take on all this? Uh, Do you see more to come? Do you see it kind of plateauing? Where, where do you think Kansas City's headed? Well, I think we're just getting started. I think mm-hmm. we've all known that Kansas City's a great place to build businesses. Yes. And that's, uh, you know, that's a piece of why I think FishNet uh, was so successful. You know, I started that in 96 here, and, and really competition left us alone. They were like, you know, these guys in Kansas City, what are they going to do? <laughs> and so we often got overlooked, I think, and we were able to build this great business here. And there's a lot of uh, support mechanisms here for entrepreneurs. And I think more than people think. Even back, you know, when I started, I went through the Kauffman Foundation Entrepreneurial Leadership Program. Mm -hmm. Uh, They had uh, two different tracks that I had gone through. And now today, there's even more. And like the stuff that's going on at UMKC, you know, and, and this event is great just to raise awareness uh, about entrepreneurship and because it's a great way for folks to elevate their lives and, mm-hmm. and, and make a difference. And then hopefully, they, hopefully they're successful and they're able to make a difference for others. And, 
Yeah, I, I've attended that dinner for many, many years, and it is a wonderful event. Several hundred people. I mean, how many are you expecting this year? Probably, About 500. Yeah, several hundred people every year to come out and celebrate entrepreneurship. That's just so phenomenal. So tell us again about, uh, you know, for people who may um, have missed it at the beginning, tell us about the who, what, when, where, why of the event, how you can get tickets. I know they're still on sale. So Yeah, you can. Uh, it, the event is November 10th. Uh, the showcase begins at 5.30, dinner begins at 7. Uh, you can reserve a seat. You can reserve a table. Uh, you can be a sponsor uh, for the event. Uh, the, it, it's really a good time to celebrate entrepreneurship in Kansas City and what we do at UMKC. Uh, the proceeds from the event go right to supporting uh, student and community startups through our eScholar program, our Summer Scholars program, our hatchery, our incubator, and all the things we do. So it's a, a great cause. Uh, we People don't realize, but we exist at the generosity of folks like the Rainier Family mm-hmm. Foundation, Kaufman Foundation, uh, always the Block Family Foundation, and other donors, and then the money we raise at the COI banquet. Right. And, of course, we, got, we have Gary here in the studio today, uh, but you mentioned some others that are going to be awarded and honored that night, too. Can you tell us a little bit about the that? Kersnowski's from Demdeco mm-hmm. uh, are an international Entrepreneurs of the Year. Uh, we have uh, the rate lease for our Social Entrepreneur of the Year. The Kramer Award. The mm-hmm. Kramer Award. And we have uh, Tin Ho, we just announced yesterday at our uh, first Wednesday's event where Barnett Helsberg spoke. Uh, Tin Ho is our Student Entrepreneur of the Year. So, so lots of people to come out and celebrate. And uh, where can we get tickets? You can uh, call the Rainier Institute. Uh, you can and, or go to umkc.edu uh, slash entrepreneurship, and there's links to be able to, to get a hold of us to, to purchase tickets. Okay. We hope to see all of you out there next Thursday, November the 10th, to honor Gary Fish and so many other entrepreneurs, and also to meet some of the students uh, yes. that are going to be showcased as well. Thank you for all the work that you do. I mean, the Institute is just a, a wonderful jewel here in Kansas City for entrepreneurs and prospective entrepreneurs. So thank you for all the work that you do. Well, we're do. just proud to be part of the whole yeah. Kansas City entrepreneurship ecosystem. Absolutely. And Gary, congratulations on the award and for the whole career uh, of work that you've built and the companies, your legacy. I mean, what a legacy. So Thank you congratulations. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>